0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Ketrevitz, and this is our latest look at the New York Mets. I'm joined by Anthony DiComo. Como. couple Anthony's talking about the Mets here. How do you feel about that?
0: I- I'm confused. I don't even know which of us is talking right now.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to recap 2016, and uh, I would say it was uh, wonderfully weird in the world of the Mets. And uh, I would also say if it's not wonderfully weird, it's not the Mets. That's kind of their, uh, their nature. But, you know, you had – this is the year you had two Ioannis Cespedes contracts. You had the rotation just totally fall apart from injuries, uh, this great rotation, and yet they still reach the playoffs anyway. Um, Noah Syndergaard, of course, took a huge step forward this year. Uh, uh, Neil Walker was, was a big plus for them. Jose Reyes came back unexpectedly. What, what are some of your takeaways from 2016, Anthony? Gosh, I mean,
0: everything you just said, I, wonderfully weird is a good way to put it. Um, you know, I think the fact that Bartolo Colon hit a home run in 2016 <laughs> tells you about all you need to know. And it's funny and it's joking, but that was sort of the bizarre season that the Mets had, and, you know, coming off the World Series appearance in in 2015, I think there was so much optimism in this team, in the young pitching, in in what they might be capable of, and then starting off the year with such a bang, uh, signing a Cespedes to that deal with an opt-out, and really kind of taking the rabbit out of the hat with that one. I I think no one really saw that coming. Uh, The Mets had been saying all winter that they weren't interested, that they didn't think they could have Cespedes back, And, and... uh, all of a sudden he came to them on their terms, and it yeah. worked out. And So you go into the season with all this optimism and, and so much uh, surrounding the team, and then everyone gets hurt. Like, everyone gets hurt. They lost three-quarters of their infield. They lost three-fifths of their starting rotation. And, you know, it was just one of those years where you throw up your hands and say, well, you know, that's, it's just not their year. You know, regroup and, and get back at it. And then they made the playoffs anyway. And then there's so much <laughs> optimism again and then they run into Madison Bumgarner and, and uh, get shut out in the wild card game. So it was just this weird swing of emotions for this team, um a team that had world series aspirations that saw those crater that got them back and then wound up uh having a little bit of a disappointing end to their season. A bizarre year, um but not one that was uh uh, without its high points, and certainly not one that leaves the Mets without feeling pretty
1: optimistic heading into seven, 2017. Yeah, and the rotation is, of course, a focal point, and now it's 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 without Bartolo Colon, of course, but uh, uh, Jacob deGrom and, and uh, Stephen Matz had their elbow issues that were addressed, and uh, we'll, we'll see what the future holds for Matt Harvey after, after uh, thoracic outlet surgery. That's a little more of a, a precarious procedure there. Um, and of course, Zach Wheeler didn't make it back as, as open 2016. We'll see what 2017 holds for him. But uh, the way Seth Lugo and uh, Robert Gassellman stepped up uh, down the stretch, boy, I mean, you're, you're looking at really – and, again, it never works out the way you hope or plan or intend, but you're talking about a team going into camp that's, that's basically seven deep in the rotation. Yeah, they are. They're seven deep, and you'll, you'll probably see one or two of those guys
0: winding up in the opening day bullpen, Um, but look, if there's one thing this Mets team knows, it's that uh, seven deep is about a minimum for a rotation. (laughs) Really, to feel comfortable, you need to go eight deep, nine deep, and especially with this rotation that the Mets have now. Uh, You've got Jacob deGrom, who has a little bit of an injury history. You've got Steven Matz, who has a huge injury history. You've got Matt Harvey, who's coming off this surgery, as you said, where we don't really have a lot of data uh, for guys in their primes having this procedure to remove a rib no less, and uh, coming back and, and pitching well. There's just not a lot of guys who have done it, and, and it's not saying that Harvey can't. It's just saying we don't really know. Um, then you've got Noah Syndergaard, who's kind of the elephant in the room because he's the one healthy guy, and you need him to stay healthy uh, as much as possible over the next couple of years. I mean, he's your horse. He's your stud, and if he's out there on the mound every five days, you're going to have a chance to win. So, uh, you know, there's so many question marks heading into this season for the Mets, heading into 2017. I would say, There are more question marks now than there were a year ago, certainly coming off that World Series appearance. Uh, But there's also a lot of talent. Uh, You've got Cespedes back in his prime. You've got these young pitchers who, you know, we talk about uh, their injury histories, but they've also got a lot, a lot of skills, a lot of talent. They all throw hard. Um, You know, you've got a back end of the bullpen that's still pretty good. So you've got a lot of things going for you. You've got a lot of things that need to go right if you want to compete with a very, very, very good nationals team in the NL East. But this, this club does have the talent to do it, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out with all of these
1: moving parts and all of these things that could go right or could go wrong in 2017. Yeah, and, you know, we are, as we're reflecting here, I'm just looking back on it now and, and kind of the way they remade the middle infield. And you're right, that I mean, the infield got totally ravaged by injuries, but, uh, and Neil Walker was a part of that. But prior to that, he was a huge plus for them and a trade uh, for Jonathan Neese who wound up back with the Mets after uh, his struggles with the Pirates. But um, between that and the signing of Azdrubal Cabrera, uh, you know, they remade their middle infield in a significant way. Those guys both performed well for them, when healthy, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think Azdrubal Cabrera, you know, really
0: does not get talked about. Uh, that was such a big signing for the Mets. Uh, I think it perplexed yeah. people at the time uh, because, uh, you know, the Mets Mets fans certainly and some within the organization were content to go into the year with Wilmer Flores as the shortstop or, some combination of people, um, and all of a sudden they sign a dribble Cabrera, and it seems like overkill, and then he winds up having this great offensive season. Uh, He winds up becoming a really big leader in the clubhouse, Um, I think helping out Cespedes a lot. Uh, Him and Jose Reyes wind up taking on some pretty big leadership roles with with David Wright sideline for most of the year, so he was an important guy, and he'll be back, and and Neil Walker's back on a qualifying offer, so they have a very good uh, veteran middle of the infield there, and Jose Reyes will be back as well, and that was a little bit of a steal for Sandy Alderson who negotiated that when he signed Jose Reyes, Um, and that's big for the Mets at third base. He can certainly play shortstop. He could play second base. We might even see him in the outfield in 2017. So uh, they've got a lot of versatility. Uh, They're they're really focused now as an organization, not only at the big league level but down into the minors at having guys play multiple positions and exposing everyone to everything uh, because you never know when guys are going to get hurt. And how the Mets, uh, when the Mets have been at their best the past couple of years, uh, making the playoffs, making the World Series. uh, When they really took off in 2015, it was when they made those trades for Kelly Johnson and Juan Uribe. And all of a sudden, Terry Collins could mix and match these different guys in the infield. And that's sort of how they built their team a year ago in the offseason. That's how they continue to try and build their team. Uh, Guys who can play multiple positions, guys who can give... Other players rest on a regular basis. This is a veteran team now. Uh, there are older guys who need some time off, and uh, the Mets feel if they can achieve that balance, which they've done
1: pretty well the past couple of years, uh, they're going to be okay lineup-wise. Always a moving target. The Mets uh, navigate that as well as anybody, and, and certainly better than expected in 2016. I look to do so again in 2017. Anthony DeComo is all over at MLB.com. want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, New York Mets edition.
0: MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout, another. other restra- restrictions apply visit mlb.tv for details